You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. I'd see, though I'd be drunk as I could be Still I would sing my song to me About the time they called me Shacky If I could be for only an hour If I could be for an hour every day If I could be for just one little hour A cute, cute, in a stupid-ass way Join the social world. Became... All right, for this episode, we'll be talking about Scott Walker, Scott 2. In the room, I have Rob, yeah. Ben, yeah. and Grady. Yeah. Scott 2 is the second solo album by American-born British singer-songwriter, composer, and recording producer Scott Walker. It was released March of 1968 in the UK and July 68 in the US on Phillips Records. The producer was John Franz, and the genre is Baroque pop. Noel Scott Engel was born in 1943 in Hamilton, Ohio, and as a young man found interest in progressive jazz, European cinema, and beat poets. He joined up with a guitar player, John Mouse, using a stage name, John Walker, and in 1964 they began working together as the Walker Brothers. During this time, they gained a large following as the Beatles and the British Invasion was bringing a wave of new teen listeners that loved the Walker Brothers' crewing style, but artistic differences and the stresses stemming from overwhelming pop stardom led the group to break up in 1967. Walker began a solo career in 67 with his album Scott, moving toward an increasingly challenging Baroque pop style. And now I'm going to read from the book uh, from Will Fulford-Jones. Ravishing orchestral arrangements drew the public to Scott. His 1967 solo debut, although those who listened closely to the jumble of covers and originals, found a healthy, introspective record. Scott, too, continued the theme with a similar mix of material, to great effect. The straighter covers among them, a bleak reading of Backrat and David's Windows of the World, kept Walker Brother fans happy. But the real gems lie elsewhere in the trio of Jacques Burrell songs led by galloping opener Jackie and the quartet of pieces written by Walker himself. The singer's decision to credit his songs to S. Engel, his real surname, lent credence to the suspicion that cuts like the haunting Plastic Palace people were autobiographical. Scott too was Walker's most commercially successful solo album, but also the point at which he started to lose his public. All right, what do we think of Scott too? The first thing that I wrote down when I was listening to this is just it, it feels like proto Neil Diamond, which doesn't. I had no idea that this guy even existed, and just like the, like, largest bombastic like nature and the like what what I would only assume would be kind of like what Sinatra was pushing for these mm-hmm. big like orchestral things, and then the lyrical content on top of it, like it it kind of it, it turned me for a loop, man. Like I I, I didn't know where the sincerity and where the irony met but i know it exists both like in both uh, places in here but i I fucking loved it well i think i I don't know i mean i hear what you i know what you mean like proto neil diamond but i think i mean i don't know where neil diamond and scott walker crossed over and if anyone was 
cross-pollinated by the other or, or, or whatever. But Walker has continued to go on his own sort of course into... I remember in the mid-2000s, he was re- releasing even darker and darker... I would characterize him as kind stuff. of a Lou Reed figure. He was, sure. He went really avant-garde. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there are even twinges of, of that. Um, I mean, this, this is obviously the string orchestration, the arrangements are... Are of the time, you know, they're very lush and sweeping and sort of 60s chords, but there, there is a, a darkness behind all of it um, that I, I, I absolutely love. Um, I think this is a, a fantastic album. It's really, it's interesting. I, I, I'm also, this was, this was my first listen. And yeah, it's like, it's like the Frank Sinatra, Andy Williams crooner format only like for like the the late sixties counterculture, like the format and the orchestration is straight out of those crooners, but the the things that he's singing about are like like gritty, like it's like a, like a gritty reboot, you know. <laughs> he he's singing about like street life and and prostitutes and well, stuff. There's this weird. It's like dark camp. Dark camp. In, in a lot of ways, yeah. it, you know, it, it's got that sort of bounce and that sort of theatrical nature. But I was, yeah. was going to say sardonic. Is yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, one definitely. of the songs is definitely about just like boning down on a street urchin, right? Wait, which one, though? Are you talking about next or are you talking about... I am talking about next. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's so many butt slaps in that. And that 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 but that, that's that not song, the only, that that's not the only one. I know that that song blew my mind. Uh, no, it wasn't next. Then uh, next was the one I was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> next is the one where the I think it's a Jacques Bro. Is, is it not Birch? Uh-huh. You've got the thing pulled up. Uh, yeah, next is the one that starts out like okay, okay, okay. Next oh, is Jacques Bro and Mark Schumann. Yeah, yeah. Next, uh, next he uh, the the. The, the drill sergeant the smacks narr- him in the buns. The narrator of the song, the the person, the character that's that's dictating the song, is like in an army, and it's like the like the 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 truck full of women of the night comes up, and it's like they all just have to have their turn, and it's like the person kind of a. Uh, kind of trying to weigh out the like the morality and their feelings of like. I do long for the comfort of a woman, but not like this type of thing. Fun side note story, not a different tangent, but I found out today <laughs> that uh, "Son of a Gun" as a like man, son of a gun, what a son of a gun, is actually specific to British naval life and the ladies that were passed around, like in on the boats. So if they got pregnant, they didn't know who the father was. Son of a gun. Really? Yeah. Really? Hmm. Yeah, in that song, the, the, the lieutenant uh, straight slaps him on the butt. Yep. Naked as sin, an army towel covering my belly. Some of us blush, somehow knees turning to jelly. Next, next. I was still just a kid, there were a hundred like me, I followed a naked body, a naked body followed me, next, next, I was still just a kid. Yeah, the Jacques Burrell songs I think are definitely standouts, and I think his, his crooning and his presentation fits right in with how Jacques Burrell, maybe not as bombastic and 
uh, enthusiastic as Burrell was, mm-hmm. sort of um, a little more restrained, I guess you could say, a little more reined in. But I think that the point gets across. And if I could say he wasn't Baroque pop, or um, he would be like a chanson, mm-hmm. uh, characterized as chanson. Obviously, that's a French term, and it probably wouldn't be applied, but that is the same type of style I mean, that he is doing. He is doing the sonata. This is anglicized the, French exactly. music in a lot of ways. When yeah. we covered uh, Jacques Brel months ago, uh, we were uh, people were talking about how important the lyrics were, but we didn't at that point, I, at least I didn't in my preparation for it, I didn't have access to translated lyrics. I was commenting on it solely musically. Uh so this is actually my first introduction by proxy to Jacques Brel's lyrical content. And so that, that's, that's neat. Uh, I guess a lot of it was translated uh, when, when uh, there was a, a musical, Jacques Brel is Alive and Well and Living in Paris. And a lot of his works were translated to English by Mort Schumann or Schumann or whatever. And... These versions that uh, Scott Walker is doing are based on the Mort Schumann translations of the Jacques Brel songs. Uh, what do you think of his originals? Uh, Which, I don't have my notes in front of me. What are, what are some of the uh, Scott Walker originals on uh, this album? Amorous Humphrey Plug, The Girls from the Street. Uh, the Girls from the Street was the one where it's definitely mm-hmm. about bedding and urchin. Uh, plastic or Palace street people and, urchin. and the bridge. Is it streeting an urchin if you aren't going to a bed? I, I, you're not going to any kind of place where you can lay down? Yeah. You're straight up in the street? Yes. Well, then I guess it would be streeting an okay. urchin. Okay. Right. That's streets ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that the original compositions on this album flowed really well with the covered content if I didn't, if I didn't have access to seeing who the writing credits were by, I could go song to song, and this album flows cohesively, yeah. Yeah. Uh, regardless of, of who the songwriter was. And I think that that's probably yeah. his intent. I think he was probably inspired by by some of the people that he's uh, covering songs of, and his his original compositions are following suit. Yeah, yeah. The word cohesive was the the word I was thinking of too. It. it, it it all sounds like, I mean, one well through composed unit. It all belongs together. It's all, yeah, um, yeah I think it's masterfully done. Yeah. I can't wait to, because I've only heard snips and snaps and fizz stuff over the you know, last 30 years. What's the 20th, 30th century man? Mm-hmm. Is like the, his like one known song, and then I remember hearing some of the stuff he did in like the mid 2000s, but never a whole album and never, um, yeah, I. I I know a song of his that is on a playlist I listen to, like "Old Man Down the Road" or something. I think it, I think it's on Scott Walker Four, which uh, apparently we will be covering eventually. Yeah, yeah. Scott but, Walker Four is also in this book. But uh, I I actually I wasn't familiar with the Walker Brothers. I didn't even know this dude was American. Uh, well, born born in America. He's, American. He, he's a British citizen yeah. now. He's an expatriate. I didn't realize he was born in Ohio. Uh, I wasn't familiar with the career of the Walker brothers. They weren't as successful in the States as they were overseas. Yeah, but I, don't, I, I don't know them really. I looked up some of the... It was 
they did some they did some original stuff, but their their biggest hits were covers and their interpretations. I got a maybe hot take. I feel that he occupies a similar territory as Jim O'Rourke does now. Um, okay. yeah. You were you were talking about not quite knowing where you know where there was irony and, and when it was straight. I, I feel that was me. That was that, Rob. That, that was Rob. Um, sorry for if the, you're listening for the listener. Who, who I was looking. Michael was looking at, but he was looking at but me. I should have been uh, looking at Rob. Um, but but this you know Michael, my eyes are up here. <laughs> you know this wonderfully dense and and I think uh, you know, the 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 orchestration and and all the the different harmonic um, the, the arrangements, uh, the orchestration, the arrangements um, are are similarly experimental um, to to an extent, and 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 and, and yeah, the the subject matter and the the style of music sometimes are they, there is a juxtaposition there. They 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 don't sound like you would he what you would hear when singing about such such things. Um, now I'm off on a bit of a tangent, but uh, um, but bringing it back around, riff bud. <laughs> I, I think it's a great album and well deserves a place on this list. The yeah, end. It, the end. It definitely pulls in instead of being every song is about depression or being happy just like sinatra trying to make those quips trying to make the the song structure works it's more about telling stories it's more about uh the clever use of language within a song i mean i think we got into a lot of this with leonard cohen and we felt like uh, we're just now starting to see real poetry within music it's not uh, does not every song has to be a single that you have to put on a forty-five? It can be a little more dense. Well, and, and, and we're e- getting a little more heady. What's the song we're listening to right now? Next, next. next we're sorry. Uh, you know, it's got those <laughs> those galloping like the the, the clavinets and mm-hmm. you know a very dated sort of sound with the the strings and everything like that. But in this context, it doesn't feel like... It, I feel with another artist with a different song, I would hear that as like, oh, that sounds very other time, blah, blah, blah. But there's something extra uh, about... Nextra? <laughs> per, per, perhaps, yeah. I'm here to rest All they ask is where I've been Knowing I've been west I'm the family's unknown boy Golden curls of envy hair Pretty girls with their faces fair See the shine in the black sheep boy If you love me, let me live in peace And please understand That the black sheep can wear a golden fleece And hold a women to this type of subject matter I love I, I love that that now in in the the latter half of the 1960s I like that people in popular music are addressing these topics uh, I think I like it, it, there's more realism just like talking about like the the darker real actual things that you know that happen in urban life, happen wherever. Musically, I think it's really 
I think it's really interesting to hear it from like from a crooner, you know, like uh, like Randy Jacques Brel did it first, but I, don't I think didn't... so though because this is this represents sort of uh, if you like musical style, you know, like he's performing a story just the way a musical would be performing a story. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's talking about real life things, you know, maybe it's, you know, it's like you're saying, it's, it's a little more progressive than forties and fifties, but I Wait, still there, think that the, there aren't there. You don't hear that many songs about whores yeah, before 1965. Yeah. yeah. Granted. Uh, especially, especially in the musical framework of like the traditional crooner, you know, like in this like highly orchestrated, well produced, polished package of it's like I I, I I hear this production and this orchestration and this voice and I'm expecting to hear the subject matter of like Andy Williams. But I'm hearing the subject matter of like say Lou Reed or Leonard Cohen. And that is really interesting to me. But that being said, if I was, a, if I like my personal preference, given the choice, I prefer sonically a Leonard Cohen delivery over the Scott Walker delivery. But I love that Scott Walker's out doing it. Yeah. You know, I just, I, I, I prefer the more sparse, sparse. I don't know the adjective I'm looking for. Spartan. Spartan delivery. Yes, thank you, Rob. Yeah, Rob. Well, then comes Tom Waits a little bit later and really takes it to the streets. Well, he does take it to the streets, but too far? That's uh, up to us to talk uh, about later. Yeah, I think that... And that's up to you, the listener, to decide. <laughs> <laughs> no, we will decide. We will decide and it will be written in stone <laughs> whether or not Tom Waits took it too far. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> all right how do we feel about this on that note we have to take a break <laughs> what, do think, what do you think rob uh absolutely positive this is a this i was i had no idea what i was getting into but no um i i i was pleasantly surprised i i like the theatrics and the bombasticness of those theatrics, and I, yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed. Uh, <laughs> what do you think, Ben? I'm gonna give it a positive. I think it's, I think it's really interesting, and I think it's a step in a bold direction. And this is kind of my introduction to Scott Walker. I know that he's really prolific. I know that his career goes a lot of places after this, and I'm curious about that. And this kind of. I guess it's Scott Walker 2, so it can't be the first step in this direction, but this being an early step in that direction. The second step. The second step <laughs> in that direction. Two steps I'm forward. intrigued by what he's doing. When I'm in the mood to listen to crooner stuff, I'm not necessarily, not necessarily in the mood to listen to the subject matter. When I'm in the mood to listen to the subject matter, I'm not necessarily in the mood to listen to crooner stuff. But, you know, I could come acclimated to that, you know? Like Danzig. Like Danzig. I like what he's doing. I find it really interesting. I'm excited to know that he does more. I'm going to give it a positive. I think that this this album and this format, this whole angle that he's working, I think that, I think that he's onto something. I, I 
yeah, I, I can't. I, I'm fascinated by this, and I'm still currently as as we're we're listening as as I'm talking here. So yeah, I can't recommend it enough, and I, I really can't wait to hear the the next Scott Walker albums. Yeah, I'd also give it a positive. It definitely represents. Um, I like Sinatra. Heck, I like. I mean, yeah, I like Tony Bennett for yeah, sure. Um, and this definitely represents that sort of crooner that we'll get in even more with Morrissey with Jarvis Cocker and Pulp and Danzig uh, Danzig uh, <laughs> this is more musically interesting but this is he's presenting these songs in such an interesting way and having yeah you're right it does have that polished band behind him so it almost sounds like a like a show tune, like a uh, yeah. You know, I like noticed there was no in musical. the in the personnel section on like the Wikipedia page. There was no listing of there wasn't of uh, musicians. It was just who orchestrated and produced basically certain set tracks. So there was a full fledged, you know, studio like orchestra behind all of this, which is yeah. must be so awesome to be able to just write for a. Yeah. Those guys don't deserve credit, right? And I'm no, they don't have names. I think they they just <laughs> but they're grown in a lab. Soulless automatons. Yeah. Do my bidding. I'm really happy though that he got out of. I mean, the Walker Brothers doing that sort of. They're doing like a wall of sound thing. Yeah, they were doing something. It that, was kind of cool. That was cool, but at the same time, I'm glad I that go he yeah, he yeah. stopped doing that and sort of. And, and got more into Jacques Burrell and more into these other influences, mm-hmm. I guess. So, well, yeah. Yeah, I want to look it ahead. And... All right. Next time we'll be talking about the zombies, Odyssey and Oracle. The zombies, them sound scary. Uh, yeah. Odessi. Perfect. All right, thanks, y'all. Yep. Searching its way down through blue submarine air the polka dot underwear to meet the trees in morning square just hanging there just hanging there